Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Linda, good morning. Hi, Dawn. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I think for us, I mean, there is the impact of it still feels like it's far away. But in essence, because we're talking about such a small area in in Israel and in Gaza that, you know, I, I've talked to so many people, Linda, who say it's such a small area and this was a huge celebration where many Americans, as well as others internationally, were over there. It's hard to to not know somebody who knows somebody, it, you know. And so you, it, it feel right. it feels personal to so many of us. Right, right. And um, the Jewish community in the Philadelphia area has been gathering and uh, trying to support one another. Yeah. Um, as you know, uh, I had written about um, more than a thousand people uh, came to a field outside a community center in Wynwood on Monday, and uh, Governor Shapiro gave a speech, and various other elected officials were there. And um, we heard from the acting consul general of Israel from New York, who came down for it, and. Um, he said this is the the worst attack on Jews since the Holocaust. And I'll tell you, Dawn, when he said that, I mean, just invoking the Holocaust, I nearly started crying, but of yeah. course I had to be professional. Right. And, you know, um, but uh, it's just so shocking. Yeah, and I think, if I can say this, that another piece of it is that it's not, it's not a situation where, the target was, you know, a government building or a particular building. That's not what this was. You had or a military base or a military base or anything of that nature. This was something where there were some 22 sites and the majority of them were told were civilian sites and, and going door to door. And that does give you the imagery when you think about the Holocaust or the Nazis. It does give you that imagery of door to door and and checking who's in there and then some people killed some people taken hostage and and there's video to support some of this and some of the video is even coming from those who are the terrorist groups um right they're celebrating it right in the celebration so you know take me through what you're writing about in the delaware valley journal as we think about one of the largest jewish communities in um, you know of in, in America and certainly on the East Coast, so New York, New Jersey, 
Philadelphia, you know, I'm thinking about all of these different um, gatherings where people are gather, gathering in prayer. And then right. at the same time, Linda, we have some some demonstrations by pro, not, and I'm not going to say pro-Palestinian groups. Some of the demonstrations specifically have been pro-Hamas. And you're, you're also gauging the reaction to that. Uh, yeah, it's somewhat shocking, especially the support amongst college kids who are uh, issuing statements and tweeting. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, uh, a group called Students for Justice in Palestine is ha- going to have a day of resistance nationwide. And some of the chapters are at universities, um, you know, around the country, including here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have been... Uh, tweeting things out in support of Hamas. You know, it's just, I mean, I know they say that the brain isn't finished developing until you're 25 years old, (laughs) but but don't these kids have a sense of right and wrong? I mean, it's crazy. I think they're oblivious and they're so so blessed and so privileged that they're shielded from, from understanding the gravity of this situation. Um, so I know that was Josh Shapiro at at the um, at the Winwood rally. Was Governor Josh he Shapiro? Was. He was. He he gave a, a very um, a passionate, heartfelt speech. And if we if we move, so I know you've written about that one at the Delaware Valley Journal, um, and then you had also you know we're talking about the fact that a Philadelphia State Senate staffer had posted some. Concerning messages, I will say that this state senator has pushed back on that, which is reassuring. But take me through that situation and what those kind of posts, uh, what you've been writing about. Oh, sure. Um, This is a state staffer um, for a Philadelphia senator. uh, And um, Senator Saval and the staffer has since removed removed those, um, and the the senator, um, you know, has has not said anything about that actually. But he did come out in support of Israel um, after this was brought to his attention. So, um, and the messages were not like blatantly. Um, like they weren't as bad as what the students were posting. I'll put it that yeah. way, but they were kind of snarky anti-Israel things. Um, one of them is uh, what did you all think this decolonization mean meant vibes, papers, essays. Mm-hmm. And then another one is progressive commentators saying Palestinians have entered quotes, Israeli territory Baby, check yourselves. You're part of the problem. So they're sort of they were sort of snarky things. Um, and then there was another one um, about criticism of Hamas, where it says uh, a lot of you are really fair weather friends to the Palestinians. So definitely, he had a point of view. Yeah, and I think I, you know, I think at at the very least, I'm glad that for the state senator Nikhil Saval that he he I'm glad that he did finally just issue a statement, you know, condemning Hamas. 
but kind of sidestepped right. it as your point to your point, sidestepping the direct questions about what his chief of staff was expressing, which was uh, kind of a shock to a lot of people looking at this. And I- I'm glad the state senator, you know, reacted to that and rightfully put out a statement. But then what are you going to do about your chief of staff, George Donnelly? And I'll just I'll just ask you, I mean, have you had people banned from Twitter or suspended or a timeout? It's it's kind of amazing to me in this, you know, and I know that allegedly Elon Musk, when he took over X, you know, things have changed. But it, it it's kind of shocking to me that some of this stuff that's out there could be taken as a veiled threat. And I don't see equal treatment from ordinary people who didn't say anything that was close to something about violence or anything of that nature. And they were, they had to fight to get reinstated on Twitter or X. Right. That's true. Um, you know, these social media sites, I, I do think that X is, uh, not quite as bad with the censorship as Facebook is. Um, you know, that, I've noticed a, a fair number of people that I know who haven't said anything too terrible suddenly getting their account, accounts frozen and yeah. stuff. And, and they're saying, oh, my account is frozen. So, uh, but not so much on X that I've noticed. So, Yeah, this is true. And then something else that you've been talking about is just switching gears here, talking about college students, and in particular the DelVal college students who were among those posting pro-Hamas messages, and I just want to point out and clarify again, not pro-Palestinian, you know, in general, or not about the policies for the Palestinians, but pro-Hamas. It's amazing to me. Well, it is amazing. And, um, well, two of the two of the colleges that uh, I happened to find um, as I was, you know, on deadline trying to write this article, uh, one was Swarthmore. And the tuition there is $61,000 a year, if you can imagine (laughs) being a parent and paying that. And um, they evidently uh, have a very active group uh, of that uh, students for justice in Palestine that is um, supporting Hamas. So, um, and that's a college that was founded by Quakers. I don't know if it's still affiliated with the Quakers. But then the other one is LaSalle University, which was founded by uh, uh, Catholic Brothers. Yeah. And um, so those students are also, and, you know, maybe they're taking their cues from Harvard, which a few days ago had uh, various postings, which were pushed back by Harvard alumni. We we go through that in, in, in my story. And, um, you know, I just, but it's around the country. It's, yeah. it's like, and I just wonder also if it isn't um, Palestinian propaganda, because they use a lot of the same phrases. Right. So um, whether it's this group and where they're getting, you know, their information from, and whether it's left-wing professors that are part of the problem too. I don't know, but um, <laughs> well, and what have you heard? <laughs> yeah, and to your point, Linda Stein, that's one thing that I keep seeing is that, and there there are many who say, why are college students so impacted by by pro Hamas or by pro you know 
let's say, propaganda, terrorist propaganda, why are college students more affected by that? And why are they more influenced by that? And it does make you wonder about the use of social media. And we talk about X, but I don't think it's that. Because I know for me, I have teenagers. They're not, they're never on Twitter or X. They're on Insta, right? Or a lot of, a lot of, yeah, a lot of college kids are on TikTok. So that makes, it does make you wonder where, where they're getting this information. And to your point as well, is this, is this an attitude that professors are, are sort of preaching? And then are they teaching the other side of the story? I don't have the answer, but. I think it's concerning and it's, you know, if, if I'm a parent and my kid wants to do that on social media, then I'm going to say, you know what, maybe you should get a job and a full-time job (laughs) like I did and we're not paying for your school anymore. I mean, part of this is these, a lot of these kids who are doing this, they're so spoiled, they have no idea. They're so blessed and so privileged to be in America that they have no clue and not that my kids would ever, I mean, they, they would never do that because they've been raised right. But I'm just, I'm just saying that these are kids that continue to be blinded by their privilege and the way that they were raised. And so their parents are complicit. I think you're probably right. A lot of it is parents and how somebody was raised, that's for sure. Um, you know, they, they've never known any hardship. Maybe they've never... Even well, perhaps some of the colleges should do something about it too. Maybe have speakers yeah. on campus that could talk about their experience with terrorism, et cetera. That yeah. might help. Yeah, and I think to your point, uh, Linda Stein, Delaware Valley Journal, and you've written some great articles on all of these. But I think to your point, I, I believe in the conversation. I would just steer the conversation for people to talk about people the Palestinian people and the issues and the history of this and the Israeli people. And I think that's the way to go here, Uh, you know, not to create more of a divide and more hatred. But I I think if you look at all of the the different leadership within different communities, and even um, BLM, you know, tweeting this out, Xing this out, I just think there are some groups that know that they will profit and their agenda gets passed on if they just continue on to divide us with hatred, because that's that, then nothing gets done. If it's all about oh we hate those guys and they're not on our team, well, how are you ever going to live in peace? That's just not going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, um, probably. Although I I do think that part of the problem is if one side does not want to make peace, yeah. then what are you going to do? Um, there's Israel had um, given up control of the Gaza Strip to the Palestinians. I forget what year it was, but it's, you know, probably like 20 years ago. And then um, the Palestinians voted for Hamas to be their leadership. Mm -hmm. And, of course, once they voted for them, they couldn't really get rid of them because they were authoritarian terrorist organization and... So it's it's very sad. It is. It is. Well, be well, my friend. Linda Stein, Delaware Valley Journal. I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I think you have such heart and such humanity. And that's why we felt when Anthony got a hold of you, um, our executive producer, 
we just want to bring that forth because I think it's important in the context of of feeling feeling a sense of responsibility in a community to to be humane and to speak with love and humanity and peace, but at the same time to be tough and smart. And and I just think we we don't have leadership on this issue on an on a certainly on a national level. Um, but thank you. You always I love I love your heart and you're a good a good woman and a great journalist and a great writer. Thank you, Linda. Oh, thanks so much. Take, take care, Don. Take care. Be well, my friend. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.